Hello, and thank you for joining us on our program, Critically Speaking. I'm Cindy Mercer, and we are welcoming back author Jim Hammer, who wrote the book Life Without a Critical Spirit. Welcome to the program, Jim. Thank you, Cindy. It's good to be here with you. Wonderful. Jim, we've been talking with you a lot about this issue of critical spirit, and I know that you uh, continue to travel, you serve as a lay pastor, and you speak at camp meetings and uh, weeks of prayer in lots of different venues, and we just want to thank you, and we're very appreciative that you've been bringing this issue before us. We've also been talking about a little bit about heaven, and I love talking about heaven. And, uh, you know, we're going to have some really fun times, Jim, exploring the universe. But I believe the very best part, and you mentioned this in your book, Life Without a Critical Spirit, that the very best part of heaven is going to be spending eternity with Jesus. Jim, he's our Savior, he's our Redeemer, and he paid a very expensive price for us. That's right. And, uh, And I praise God for that that Jesus was willing to come here for us. You know, I um, do bargain shopping, and I'm sure most of our, you and our listeners do too, that yes. we may go to a garage sale and try to get a, a better price on things, negotiate. And uh, even I do even, even that at Walmart. I um, negotiate uh, different prices sometimes when they have them on the reduced counter. The clearance uh-huh. aisle. But, you know, when I think about Jesus, he paid the full price for us. We're damaged goods. He didn't negotiate. He paid the full price, whatever, uh, well, the asking price was his life mm-hmm. and um, his sacrifice for us, and he was willing to do that. And mm-hmm. I, I just can't comprehend that. But it taught me a lesson, too, that uh, I pay full price for things now. It makes me think of the book of Jude, verse 24, where Jesus is going to present us faultless. With exceeding joy, he's going to present us to his heavenly Father. And so he will take us from where we are. He paid this expensive price for us. And he's going to take us from where we are to bring us to where he wants us to be and then present us eventually to his Father with exceeding joy. He's going to clean us all up and we're going to be presented to his heavenly father. And he's going to do that willingly and lovingly. Amen. And it makes me think also that, you know, we so often want to do the cleaning up of people that uh, we come in contact with and that's why we criticize them. Uh, Mm. We want to clean them up. We judge them. But uh, that's not our work. That's the work of the Holy Spirit they do the cleaning and we just bring them to Christ for that. Amen. You know, as we witness and that's what we're we're to do, to witness for Christ. As we witness for him, people are going to be drawn to Christ, not to us. So Amen. many times we think that we have to do the converting. That's not our work. That's the work of the Holy Spirit. That's a point we should ponder upon more often than we than we do. You know, Jim, I have a lot of questions that that I want to ask Jesus when I see him face to face. I I know what you mean. You know, and I'm, I myself have uh, thoughts that I I'd like to have answered. You know, one thing uh, I think about Job, the experience he went through, and we never see that he was ever informed of why he went through that. You know, I'd, I'd like to see that. 
you know, or ask Jesus about that. The other thing I, I, I think about the woman uh, that put in two mites in the offering plate, which was just yes. uh, a very, very, very small amount. I, I, I want to ask Jesus, how did you bless her after she left? I'd like to hear the rest of the story about that. And then naturally in my own life, because I think we've all put ourselves in dangerous situations, I want to see how you protected me, even at times that I didn't even realize I was being protected by you. And, Amen. Uh, and the angels. I'd like to see my angel, too, that has been watching over me all my life. Amen. Yeah, just a multitude of questions. Well, there's one thing for sure, and I want to talk some more about heaven, some other things that we can expect when we get to heaven. But I love the scripture that you share with us from 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. I mean, no matter what we've got in our mind about heaven, we are told it's going to be even better than that. And that verse tells us that the eye has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. That brings me a lot of comfort, Jim. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. that uh, I let my mind run wild when it comes to heaven, what I think it's going to be like and uh, what I imagine it's going to be like because I know it's going to be even better than that because, Amen. like you said, the Scripture says we can't even think. You know, and our minds are so feeble. You know, the last I heard was that we use 7% of our brain. I know when I was younger, maybe 30 years ago, it was at 10%, they said. And whoever they are that makes up these statistics. But we're at 7% now. But can you imagine when we get to heaven, we're going to use yeah. 100% of our brain? That's going to be amazing. <laughs> yes. But the best part is that we're going to see Jesus. Then we're going to see our loved ones. We're going to all go to Amen. heaven together. Uh, when Jesus comes, the faithful dead are going to rise. The faithful living are going to meet together with them, and we're going to meet Jesus in the air. The Word of God says that the faithful dead are going to rise when Jesus returns. And together with the faithful living, they're going to join together to meet Christ in the air. And that's in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 and 17. And that is a time that we can all look forward to. We don't have to be concerned at least I'm not concerned about the judgment. Christ is preparing us for that. I look forward to that time. And mm-hmm. uh, the, my only concern is, will my family be ready? Uh, and um, I know the Lord is long-suffering, so I, I'm counting on Him to prepare my family also. And I leave that totally in His hand. Amen. And we've talked a lot about our families and how important it is to to start having that victory over the critical spirit right here in our homes, the ones that are closest to us, because we want to be with them. And uh, I know a scripture that encourages me, especially when I'm struggling. And I think, you know, I think about heaven and I think about eternity and just wanting to, to do the right thing and be a be a testimony for the Lord. And he reminds me of the scripture in Matthew twenty five twenty one, when he says, well done, my good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. You know, such I, a blessing I, to me. I envision that when we walk into eternity, we walk through the gates of pearl, that the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit are going to be there just to embrace us. And just feeling their arms around us 
and, and, and saying that to us, well done, my good and faithful servant. Amen. Enter into the joy of your salvation. You know, I think about what is it going to be like when we walk right into, right at the gate. I can just imagine, mm. maybe even outside the gate, angels uh, just singing hallelujah Rejoicing. And, and praises to the Lord. Songs of uh, victory. And, you know, I just envision thousands of angels. And what a beautiful mm-hmm. choir that is going to be. But, you know, you mentioned the home. And I, I read a, a statement. Those who are Christians in a home will be Christians in the church and in the community. It all starts at home. If we're yes. not Christians at home, it's never going to get to the church or the community. So we have to remember that. Amen. But, but you know, the Jim. Lord is doing everything possible. Yes, There's he just is. no doubt in my mind. We all can be among the saved. We can all walk into eternity with Christ if we allow the opportunity to change us, the privilege that we have to let the Lord change us. And that's Amen. what he's looking to do. We, uh, a lot of times, want the Lord to change somebody else. I don't pray that prayer anymore. I pray, Father, change me. It starts with us, doesn't it? Yes. Amen. Jim, just thinking, thinking ahead, thinking forward to heaven, you know, a lot of people wondering, you know, what are we going to be doing in heaven? I mean, are we going to just be floating on a cloud, playing a harp? I mean, I mean, that might be okay for a day or two, but what is God planning for those who have gotten victory and who are going to be marching in? What's it going to be like? Well, like I, I said, that I let my mind run wild. You know, when I think about heaven, in the book of John, chapter 14, verses 1 to 4, there's many mansions in, in God's kingdom, and he's going to build us a place. You know, he's going to prepare us, not build us, he's going to prepare us a place. And I believe those places are already prepared for us, because we are so close to the coming of Christ, to, to his return. Amen. I believe those places are prepared. And I think, uh, you know, because we know nothing will die in heaven, and on the earth made new either. And um, so I envision my mansion, maybe floors of gold, walls of silver, walls of uh, diamonds, walls of beautiful flowers, fragrances. Amen. And, it, and, and I know it's going to be even greater than that. But, uh, you know, we have, have heaven just before us. We're on the shores of eternity. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to turn back for another 40 years. Jim, I completely agree with you. And it, it really excites me to think that we are on the brink of eternity and how nothing, absolutely nothing, is worth missing out on heaven. That's right. And, and you know, the other thing, when I think about my room, because I like windows. I got windows all around my house, big mm-hmm. windows. I can just envision looking out from sitting in my living room or whatever we're going to be doing, looking out and looking into space for hundreds, thousands, maybe millions of miles, that the view will just be so spectacular. And then, you know, then we're told that after a, a period of time, we're going to come back to this earth. Mm-hmm. Isaiah says we're going to build houses and live in them. So we're going to have a city home, 
in the, in the New Jerusalem. John said he'd seen the New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven. We're going to have a, a city home, and then we're going to build a country estate we're going to have, because we're told we're going to have vineyards, and we're going to eat from them. So we're going to have at least two homes in the earth made new. Jim, while God is preparing all of this, it's time for us to be preparing our thoughts and our hearts to be ready to meet him there. Jim, we have run out of time for today, but it has really brought me encouragement. I hope our listeners will be making plans. You know, we make plans for vacations and retirement. Let's make plans to be with Jesus in the heavenly kingdom. Thank you for joining us, Jim. It's great to be here, and just a parting thought. Every one of us can be there. None of us have to be missing. Thank you for joining us, Jim, and thank you for joining us on Critically Speaking. We hope that you will join us again soon. God bless, and have a great day. If you would like more information about Critically Speaking, contact Free Angels Broadcasting Network at 618-627-4651. Or email us through our website at 3abn.org.